What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Fish Lift Deep podcast. We appreciate you joining us again this week. Um, got the got the normal Fish Lift Deep crew with me. We got Justin and Papa. What's going on, boys? What's up? Uh, finally made it back. Yeah, nice, glad nice to have big old beard there, buddy. <laughs> what? We've got a we got an awesome guest with us today. Um, should be able to leave nothing short of inspired after this one's all said and done. We got Derek Demun with us, or better known as the T8 Outdoorsman. What's up, man? Not much. How are you guys doing? Just stoked to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man. Fired up to have you on. Hell yeah. It's been you know, a while. So, yeah, you know, we, we, we've we've got to hear you over on the, the Hunt, Lift, Eat podcast and you know, we got you on the team here, so we're, we we kind of get to see some of your stuff pretty frequently. But I'm excited for our listeners to get to uh, to get to learn a bit, learn a little bit about you and kind of some of the adventures you go on. And um, you know, I don't want to go ahead and dive too far into it without letting you give a, get a chance to give your background and and how you got into all this. But uh, and there's some there's definitely some good fishing stories about to come out of this one. Yeah, it's a it's just a blessing to be here. Um, like I said, my name's Derek. I'm a T8 paraplegic. It means I'm uh, paralyzed from the chest down, and it's uh, it's been an adventure. It's been a mission, but I'm just super blessed to be here. Um, yeah, I got I got hurt snowboarding. I used to travel the world snowboarding, and now I'm. Uh, passionate outdoorsman hunting and fishing as much as i possibly can going all over the all over the world to you know to see what the the blessings we have here and there's lots of them so yeah absolutely pumped to be here so so we we got to have a chance to meet Jeez, i don't know man it was on instagram right that's how we we teamed up a while back probably february of this past year yeah yeah back around there I think, I think our first like foray together was a uh, Instagram live, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, it was about it was only like fifteen minutes long, but it was cool. Just it was a cool little chat. It was it was awesome because in that fifteen minutes, I was like, I got no damn excuses. So that's why we had you later, you know, on the actual show and got to really dive into it, man. Because you know, you inspired Chad and I at that point, right? Chad, Chad was just trying to be like, I just want to go outside and go fish. And I think that was the advice you gave us back then was like, dude, just get out the damn door and go. Yeah. Yeah. It was super cool, man. So I'm, I'm really stoked to have you back on here with these guys, especially after all the Instagram fish porn I've seen. Right. So it's a, uh, it's going to be fun to kind of dive through some of that. Absolutely. love to share the story, share, you know, how, how everything behind the scenes goes as well. Super pumped. So, so we know you hunt, man. Like, and we'll leave that for, you know, the other guys and anybody who wants to go check out your Instagram. But this, uh, this last year, man, you, you've done a hell of a lot of fishing. Yeah. Yeah. I've been bouncing around. I live in Southern California and we have a absolute killer fishery out here. Um, every summer, the, the currents come up from out of Mexico and they bring all sorts of just beautiful tropical fish, yellowtail, bluefin, wahoo, every, you know, every, every tropical big game fish you could possibly think of. So 
that's where I got I I got my feet my first little pole wet out here in the ocean just off the beach. I'm I'm about you know five miles from the ocean and we got a bunch of harbors so you get out, get the kayaks out the float tubes do bass fishing halibut um, get your rockfish whatever whatever you're feeling like that day you know like there's it's out there so you just gotta go out there and get a line wet. I'm, I'm jealous, right? Like I usually get the, the props from here in Colorado because we got good fishing out here. And then, you know, Papa will all, always probably chime in about his uh, stocked fish he gets to go after. And, you know, Casey <laughs> over here, <laughs> Casey's a, a bass guy, right? So it's kind of cool to get you on at this point, right? Because we've had mostly, mostly, well, we had Taylor on, right? From Fisher Die, and he, he gets up, you know, off the coast and gets some stuff. But it sounds like from what we've seen and what we've heard, man, you, you've got, the run of everything at this point. Uh, they, they all. I want to catch them all. I'm a, po I'm a Pokemon master, dude. So I'm just. Trying to, I, I, that's all I want to do is just catch, catch everything possible. You know, especially the ones that people don't think someone in a wheelchair could catch. Those are the ones that mean the most. Yeah. So, and then, and then just even just getting out on a float tube in the mountains. You know, like. That's honestly catching big game is a massive adrenaline rush, especially when you land it. But there's nothing just like sitting in the mountains with no wind on a float tube, just bobbing around with the fly and just just relaxing. You know, I have a drink on your side. You're super comfortable. Those float tubes are like a love seat on water, man. I'm absolutely addicted. <laughs> yeah, that's what you go, man. like we got to get you out here to colorado we missed each other in what was that like august september but yeah we'll, we'll get you out here you got some family out here in colorado right yeah i have most of my families out in colorado a lot of like the denver area uh fort morgan eastern eastern colorado out in the sticks yeah they're also they're sprinkled all over the place out there so it's just it's yeah definitely would be stoked to be out there so what if you next time you're out in Colorado? What are you trying to hit when you're out here? Like what? What's your target? The most scenic. I'm more into I'm more into the scenery, man. I could I could catch four inch brook trout for all I care, man. As long as I'm surrounded by scenic, because where I, where I live, man, it's I it's base it's not like a city, but it's a suburb. You know you got you. Tons of people, traffic, all that stuff, dude. So I just, I like to get places where I can't hear anybody. You know, all I want to hear is like squirrels and birds. And that's the one time I like squirrels. <laughs> when they come into your hunt, dude, they got to die. So <laughs> they got to die. <laughs> <laughs> got to get dead right there. I, uh, I like where you set the bar too, man. So when you come to Colorado, I'll know that you're shooting for four inches you know, brookies and browns. I can get you those. I can't get you anything better than that. Oh, good. Yeah, that's from you. That's what I expect. I, I knew you'd say something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we got a, We got a cool picture here, dude. Uh, I want to pull this guy up. You, you stop laughing over there, guys. Uh, this is this is a, a fish this year. Yeah. Out, out Cali. Um, no, that fish is actually from a couple years ago, but that fish right there started a domino effect that absolutely changed my life. So, um, yeah, I was, me and a buddy went out, me and my buddy and my dad went out 
to uh, down here in Southern California, Dana Point. It's a really rich area, but they got a cool little tiny harbor. And we went down to the, down to the, um, went down there on our kayaks and my buddy had a, a live bait well. And he, uh, you know, we, we got it. We got a scoop of bait. And when we got, we got our bait and uh, we're out there, we're not catching nothing all day, man. It was, it was brutal. It was, but it was just nice being out on the kayaks, you know, but. I get a fresh bait, you know, when you're fishing those, those little sardines and the anchovies, um, yeah. it's constantly every, every three minutes you want to be switching out your bait. So, uh, we were, I go and I catch, I get a fresh bait on and cast it out and boom, I'm, oh, we're fishing right next to a jetty. And I'm lodged in the rocks, and or I thought I was lodged in the rocks, but because we were right, we we're probably 15, 20 feet from the jetty, and those jetty rocks, if no one's familiar with them, they're they're big boulders. They're several ton rocks, so they're not small rocks. So I was like, oh no, I'm hooked up, you know, I'm I'm yanking as hard as I can, just yanking, yanking, dude, and nothing. Like I I was yanking so hard, my my thought my line would, would snap you know but i was on 50 pound braid and then uh tied off to 15 pound mono so we're going from there and then i'm just yanking i'm like dang dude like nothing's happening and i get my kayak and i paddle a little bit towards the rock and i give it one more yank and i don't know what happened within me paddling that five six feet distance but that guy absolutely took off on a scream. My line just going. I was like, oh, this I was like, here we go, baby. You know, like that's that's like that's the sound every fisherman loves to hear is just when your reel is just ripping, dude. So um go and it took me probably fifteen minutes to get that guy on board. Nice. But so I with those halibut, it takes forever to get them off the ground. But once you get them off the ground, they kind of go dormant because they're a, a bottom fish, a flat fish that they they live their whole lives basically on the ground, just, you know, hovering for fish around there. So when they get up, yeah, it was just, it's just, it's dead weight. So you're fighting, you're fighting. And then they'll have probably like, he gave me probably two or three runs. So it was dead weight for like five minutes and boom, he took off probably another 10 15 seconds of just solid peeling line um and by this time by this time you know like we're on our kayaks and we got people people in boats surrounding us like everyone's like oh you know like you got a fish on a big fish so everyone's all stoked on it and we're going and i'm fighting get them up to the lines well my buddy that i was fishing with that had the live bait well on his thing he's a passionate passionate uh halibut fisherman and he he he, you know, he didn't have eyes on it, but when I first saw it, when I got my first eyes on color, my my mind was blown. Biggest halibut I've ever seen in my life. So I was like, oh my gosh, dude! I was like, it's a monster halibut. He's like, yeah, right, whatever. <laughs> and uh, so, but thankful for him, he he had a uh, he had a a giant net, and without that net, I don't know how I would have had to bonk him in the bonk that thing in the head with a rod or something, but. 
We ended up getting him up to the line, and when my buddy finally saw a color on that fish, he, his mind, it was the biggest. So where we're from in Southern California, the biggest halibut I've ever seen was 40 inches, and that was caught in, like, the 70s. I didn't personally see it, just photos. Um, so the, this one that I caught was 36 inches and 15 pounds. So it was it was massive and me and my buddy were absolutely losing it when we got it, got it up to the, to the kayaks and he got it in the net and I didn't want to like get excited or anything. Cause a lot can still happen, but you know, until you, that thing's dead or you, you get a gaff in it or, you know, like until that thing is like hundred percent secured down, don't count your chickens, you know? So, but then, you know, we got the, uh, we got, uh, we MacGyvered like a metal rod with, uh, it was like a big safety pin type deal that they use for halibut. Shoved it through the gill plate, came out, ho hooked it up to where he wasn't going anywhere, dude. And me and my buddy just absolutely lost it, dude. We were like high fiving each other in the kayaks. We're almost flip almost flipped over in our kayaks. Like everyone around us is like hooting and hollering and clapping and cheering, and people were like, "Yeah, man, congrats, dude!" And yeah, that was cool in of itself. But yeah, it was just. It was cool, too, because it was, like, me and, like, one of my best friends, you know what I mean? I wouldn't have caught that fish if it wasn't for him, you know, and vice versa, you know? Like, obviously, he wouldn't have netted it if it wasn't for me, but <laughs> I, uh, I wouldn't have caught it if it wasn't for his, his big net and his gaff and all that stuff. So, it was just cool to catch one with one of your best friends right by your side. And, uh, yeah, that, that fish started me down a track of hunting giant halibuts, dude. So, stoked awesome i gotta ask though dude like look at your face what, what are you fired doing? up dude fired fired up. Up. What are you thinking right then <laughs> that yeah um, he's thinking just, he's gonna eat just, good tonight just pumped oh yeah dude the the steaks on that thing man were like five inches thick oh nice good like just massive just chunks man like it was it was stoked just yeah, beautiful fish. And I went and I did um, – I had a buddy. I don't know if you guys seen what they do. Uh, they do it a lot out here, but they um, they put, like, rice paper and black uh, water paint. And we covered it in black water paint and rolled the rice paper over it and formed and pressed down on the fish and formed that, that uh, black water paint over the fish. And then you peel that rice paper off, and it's got a, a perfect – picture of your fish oh nice i don't know if you guys know That's what i'm talking slick. about but um it's yeah. it's really cool i'm look. Uh, i can see it right now on my wall like it looks pretty badass dude. i'm stoked on it yeah you have to you have to send us a picture of that dude that's that's pretty Absolutely. cool i didn't know you guys did that that's awesome yeah it's cool i was like i was like man should i get this thing taxed during all that's gonna be like like a thousand bucks easily and my it just dawned on me my buddy does it for blue for giant bluefin he actually does it for a business so i hit him up real quick i was like hey bro remember that one time in high school i cut you a discount on that weed and i need a favor bro like <laughs> 20 years later brother, hey man i need rice paper and paint i got a giant out of it dude so i don't know if that's how it went down but, but uh, yeah he, he came he came through man i'm just super super stoked and we went and built a frame for it. My dad, my dad builds art frames, and uh, I went and got a, a little glass sheet to fit in the frame. And 
Yeah, now it's it's forever on the wall and hell of a lot cheaper than taxes. I mean, I'll tell you that. Yeah, no kidding. Sure. That's, That's awesome. So you're talking about the big steaks on that thing. Uh, what's the what's the preferred way to to cook a halibut? Honestly, like I've we've done a lot. I like them. Uh, you chunk them up and you bread them, and then, you know deep fry them like that. That's pretty good. But honestly, like the halibut is so flaky, and the and the flakes are an inch thick. You know, like they're wow. just like solid mouthwatering. You don't even really need to season them at all. But I just go a little light on the salt, light on light on pepper, uh, medium on the garlic, and a little and a little bit of lemon. That's that's like the preferred recipe out here. Is just like lemon, garlic, salt, and and you know a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Where you don't even, you don't even really need much, but it's just yeah. And then you just throw it, throw it on the frying pan, or throw it, wrap it in some tin foil, throw it on the barbecue, and delicious. I actually had some tonight, some some from Alaska. So yeah, just amazing. So, so you said that kind of fired you up for uh, where you were headed on the fishing trail. So this year you made it out to Alaska. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, we. So the past couple of years, I've been going out the the very last week in July um i all right well so i gotta start so with that fish that that halibut that i caught on the kayak i went and was able to i posted it on my instagram and then i i shot it to this i'm friends with these guys over they're called disabled outdoorsmen usa and um yeah my buddies over there i went and i i posted it and i tagged them in it and they posted it on their page and a guy had hit me up. He's like, uh, my title on the fish was like, my personal best. I'm super stoked. This is what an amazing fish. Just super blessed to be out here. Blah, blah, blah. And the guy's like, that's your personal best? Question mark. He's like, why don't you come out to Alaska and beat it? I was like, why don't you come out to Alaska and beat it? Yeah, of course I would. You freaking trick, <laughs> dude. Like, who wouldn't, dude? Like, are you being sarcastic? Like, you're a clown, dude. But he's like, and he go and he, he direct messages me on Instagram. He's like, "No, I'm serious." He's like, "This is who I am." Research my name. He gave me his name. Um, I looked him up. He ended up being the number one ranked Paralympian skier in the world, and uh, native Alaskan. Grew up in Alaska. Has a boat out there, and he's actually paralyzed from like from the waist down. So he has a lot more like. Uh, core and trunk control that I don't have. Like I'm, I'm kind of a bobblehead when I'm bouncing around here, but he's got a lot of more control. And um, so within, I posted that photo eight days later, I got round trip tickets to Alaska for eight days. And I was like, well, here we go. He's like, yeah, I got an Airbnb up here. He's like, I'll hook you up. You can stay, you can stay half price. And we stayed up. We had eight, I think it was seven, eight days, seven nights. In Alaska for like two hundred bucks. Yeah, you so, can't. No, dude, I was all I was all over it, man. And we went and uh, me and the buddy went and hit it up, and it was it was insane. The guy I took my buddy took us on his boat, and it was cool too. With like, so we went out there, and it was in Alaska. We fished probably like southwest Alaska, pretty much pretty close to the canadian border not so close but flying to anchorage and drive south about an hour and a half 
or north to a town called Palmer. And Palmer were, was where home base was. And then we drove about two hours. You drive about about an hour, 45, two hours to go launch your boat. We launched the boat, but out there it rains consistently. Like every single day you can count on rain. But with that last week in July that I was told to come out there and target, um, that's when you get your most sunny days in throughout the calendar year on average. So you try to, you just, you know, you, you throw, you throw the dice where they, they fall where they go, but at least you got, you know, statistics and it's a little bit of backing on possibly getting some sunny days in there. But yeah, we went out there and our first day, man, it was just torrential rain, torrent, just pissing rain. And we're out there and I'm like, dude, like, is this cool out here, bro? Like we're in Alaska, dude, the water's, 35 degrees dude and he's like oh no this is minor he's like as long as the seas are under three foot he's like my boat's all good dude and out there in alaska they have metallic boats like down here in a lot of other places they're um fiberglass fiberglass boats and uh but up there they're metal because you got giant logs and all kinds of stuff floating in the water and and just insane but my buddy just he's just smashing smashing we're getting out there and it's just torrential rain and we're he's like are you guys good he's like you want to you want to pack it in i'm like no dude like i i came all the way to alaska i'm not gonna let a little rain as long as i'm warm dude i'm i'm cool i could be as wet as possible you know as long as i'm warm i'm good dude let's do this and uh we're going yeah and we're he's like like my buddy's got so many spots on lock up there he's like well, do you want to catch medium? You'll catch medium halibut. Well, you catch a lot. Or we could go catch giants and you'll catch a little bit. He's like, what do you want to do? He's like, or we could catch rockfish. We could do this or that. I was like, I want giants, dude. Like when you think of Alaska and you think of halibut, you think giant halibut. You know what I mean? So I was like, I want to, I want to get my name on one of those bad boys. So he's like, all right, so we're going smash out to the area. It's pissing rain, super foggy. You can't, you can't see probably thirty yards, forty yards in front of you. It's just it just socked in and we're out there two hours off of the coast of Alaska in the middle of the water, foggy, pissing rain. I'm like looking around. I was like super, I was like, dude, if something happens, we're smoked out here, dude. Like we're on, you're on, you're on your own when you're that far out. But, um, but it was, it was cool. And we go and I get a jig and, uh, the jigs out there are super, super heavy. Cause you're fishing, man. We're fishing four to six hundred meters, no, four to six hundred feet down. So, like, you're you're when you drop you drop that jig, it takes two to three minutes for that thing to get down to the bottom, maybe even more, maybe even longer than that. Like, and then what up there, their bait fish is called herring. They have they just have insane amounts of herring that go up there. All the, and then like. You get those herring migrate up there, and then the halibut follow them, and the, the halibut mi- migrate following those herring, and so you just get you you get a herring. A herring is probably six six inches long, and you just chunk it up in half, in half or thirds, and uh, threw it on one of these jigs and dropped the jig down. And we're just we didn't put, we didn't drop anchor or anything. We're just sitting there, and he's like, "All right, you hit the bottom, just start jigging. You know, you just bounce it, let it hit the ground, bounce it." let it hit the ground bounce you know just keep doing that and while while the boat's floating away you're, you're covering you're covering ground and whatnot so we're going and then boom i hooked up and right away i knew it was a fish because i hooked up and it took a little bit of line but then it stopped 
And my buddy's like, oh, you got you got at the bottom. I was like, no, dude. I was like, I swear, I swear to God, bro, that, that's a fish, dude. Like, I promise you that's a fish. He's like, no. He's like, believe me, dude. He's like, I, I'm fishing out here my whole life, dude. Like, I, I was like, trust me, bro. I've been fishing my whole life. I know what a fish is. A fish is a fish, you know? Like, and and he goes, oh, and he goes, all right, well, and he, he but I can't get this thing. I can't get this thing. It's not moving. I'm like, damn, dude, maybe, like, the fish ate it and swam into the reef and, and hooked and lodged me into the rocks, you know? I was like, damn, dude, like, it was a big fish. I hope this is not the case. But then we start floating. So my buddy flips flips the boat, turns the boat on, and drives back over because if it was lodged in the rocks, we were going to, you know, get over on top of it and pop it out. Dude, we got on top of that, and I gave it one hard yank, and this thing just took off to freaking Japan, dude. Like, it was... It won. It was gone, dude. I was like, man, they'll turn you into sushi up there. You come back here, I'll help you out, dude. And like, they were, dude. This thing's just burning, dude. And my buddy's like, oh shit. He's like, you got a giant, dude. I was like, oh, I got a giant, you know. And you start puckering up, dude. You get all excited, and uh, then you reel in, man. And once that, like I said, with that other fish, I got that thing off the bottom, dude. It became a barn door. It was so heavy, and like. With me not having good core control, I can't just pull up with 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 both hands. Like I have to have one hand on the railing and one hand on the on the rod, so I can push down and push up, and then reel down, push down and push that rod up, reel down, pull up, just do that. Did that whole gig and uh, dude, it it took a it took a good. Well, you know when you're catching a fish, you're like oh that took like an hour, dude, but it was really like five minutes, six minutes, yeah. if that. But like I could, I counted every second. I probably, realistically, it was probably 15, 10 to fifteen minutes. But we got the thing up to the top, and uh, it was so big he couldn't gaff it. So he has a a harpoon, and he has a harp. He gets his harpoon out and ties a rope to it, and it goes and just boom. And my buddy is paralyzed from the waist down. Just, Alaskan dude just chucks this harpoon, nails this fish. Fish burns out. And we just, and he's like, yeah, all right, bro, you, you can relax. We got up from here and we brought this thing on board and it was absolute unit, dude. Wait, is, is, that, is that one I have a picture of that you sent over? Yeah, yeah, it's a tank. It was so big, I couldn't hold it up. My dad had to help me up. Look 120 that, pounds, dude. Oh, oh, look at that. <clears throat> yeah, that's a, that's a little bit bigger than your 15-pound Cali one. Yeah, dude, it absolutely was. And the fight was insane, man. You can't really tell in the background. The sky looks like there's sun and a little bit of clouds, but it was like it must. God must have parted the seas like He did for Moses or something, bro. Because <laughs> because when I was fighting that fish, it was full on Alaska. Like it was raining and foggy, and there's like a little bit of swell. So I was like, oh, you know, I felt like full on like those guys who catch the lobsters. Although I'm like, yeah, man, it's it's a good thing nowhere near as manly as that. But it's good thing you work out the way you do, man. If you're pulling in fish like that, like. Yeah. I don't need to work out very hard for those little, you know, six inch brownies, so I'm good. But <laughs> yeah, no, this thing, this thing definitely put in a workout. My my left forearm was like four times the size of my right forearm by the time I got that fish in. <laughs> like putting so much pressure on pulling that thing up and then reeling down and then pulling up. Yeah, my forearm was stacked, dude. It was crazy. I look like Popeye. <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. So while, while you're out there in Alaska, you did that trip, but 
you also you got around for some other stuff, right? I got some other pictures here, so maybe let's you guys are good. Let's pop through some of this fish porn because you got that guy. Yeah, yeah. So that was actually this past year, um, and we went on a little. I met a guy out there. So my buddy who had who owned that boat that we went fishing on, he hooks. He's got. He's got connects all over the place. You need something to, you want to do? He's like, I got a guy. You know, he, he grew up doing that, living out there, doing that whole deal. So he, uh, it hooked me up with this this salmon guide on a river, and name's Corey Corey Berg. Um, his his website is www.bergsfrontierfishingguides.com, and he's got a, he's got a boat, and like you can kind of tell from that, it's probably a four, 14 foot boat you know and but he takes you up the rivers and you guys you can target what specifically what time of year you're in alaska like from june from may to mid-june late may to mid-june you're those are when the king salmon come in those the giant salmon you know those 50 60 pound salmon that's about their window and then there's a little break and then the end of july all throughout august that's when like the real migration of salmon come through Alaska and you got your silver salmon, your cohos, your pinks, you know, you, you, you name a species of salmon. That's about the time they come through. So we went out there and uh, not a cloud in the sky. Couldn't ask for more fishing in t-shirts in Alaska. And we're fishing all day on that boat, not catching nothing. And there's a certain point where you could only like in the year where they, you could only fish lures and then once it hits August 1st, you could fish bait. And the bait that they use for the salmon is called a, um, oh, shoot, dude. But it's like, it's like salmon eggs clumped, clumped up together in big wads like this. I, the name's spacing me, but, but that, that, on that trip, we were using, using lures and not catching nothing, not catching nothing. And then the schools they come through and then it'll go dead and then a school will come through and then it'll go dead. A school came through and boom, I hooked up right away. These salmon are jumping, you know, five, six feet out of the water. Like, so when they go from the salt water into the fresh water, they stop eating. They only bite the lures or the bait that you put in front of them as like an aggression tactic for mating reasons. Cause once they get into that fresh water, their mind switches over from feeding and growing to mating. So once you get into that fresh water, they, you know, their, their tactics are just aggression, just aggression bites. You, you bring that thing in front of them, it'll bite it out of just by, just cause it, you pissed it off. You know what I mean? And, uh, so yeah, I just threw a lure out there. Bam. Did he hit it? Caught it. it was, we're, I was super stoked. Cause we, we had gone probably an hour before that without catching nothing. You know, when you're not catching anything, you can, you kind of get down on yourself and you're like, dang dude, like this wasn't cheap to spend all this, spend this money. We came all the way to Alaska and I'm not going to catch a fish, dude, but it it only takes one cast dude, to change your whole trip, dude. And boom, nabbed him. And then I, we got him back out and I cast another line next cast. Boom. Hit that! I hit that same school, dude, and I plucked out another one. So up there, uh, not those ones. <laughs> I'm looking through all your pictures, man. I have too many yeah. catching fish here. Uh, but it was cool. Yeah, I got got on that same school, and up there, your limit on salmon is two. Okay. Yeah, for silver salmon, yeah, I got two, and I got I caught my limits, and uh, my day was done, dude. And then, yeah, my buddy ended up plucking a couple out as well, and 
we went home happy and merry and yeah super stoked they read they they out they're pretty big too man um that that one in the picture and weighed out at like 12 pounds so but yeah chunk chunky little salmon dude that's killing yeah, that's a pretty fish well, I had a 10-pound and a 12-pound. That might be the 10, but I don't know, two pounds, you know, whatever. Potato, potato. Potato, potato. Whatever, man. <laughs> it's all. All right, so talk to us about this one. What's this all about? So, yeah, those those are called yellow eye, and they're a species of rockfish. Um, that was actually the same day I got in on the on that giant halibut. So you can see the kind of gear we're dressed in. I'm, I'm head to toe in rain gear. You can see the fog in the background on there, but those guys. So if I had any choice of any fish other than halibut, it would be those those yellow eye rockfish. They're they're a lot better eating than the halibut. Um, they're 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 sweeter. It's it's weird to say it, but it's it's a sweeter meat. But those those fish are around the same depth, man. They're probably four four to six hundred feet down and. They, they get chunky out here here in Southern California. We got them. They're probably about around the 400 foot mark, but um, they're nowhere near as big as those. Those guys were 15 pushing 20 pounds and uh, they're insane. If you want to pull that picture up real quick, Justin. Um, the same one? Yeah, that same one with those yellow eyes. So if you look at them and see how their eye, their eyes are actually popped out of their skulls. So they live at such deep depths down in the ocean. You know, you're fishing four, six hundred feet. The pressure down there is immense. When you bring them up out of the out of those depths, their eyes pop out and their and their stomachs pop out through their mouth. So their their tongue will just be like will probably be like five, six inches out of its mouth. They're only their tongue, you can't see the tongue because we're holding them vertical. But yeah, their eyes bulge out of their head. Um, if you catch too many of them. You can put a weight, a hook, and a weight down on them, uh -huh. and drop them, drop them down to that, however deep you caught them, and uh, and yank that hook out, and they'll actually repressurize their eyes and their their stomachs and their and their tongues will actually sink back into their head and they'll swim off. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah, insane. But insane. yeah, yellow eye rockfish, the, the most the tastiest fish outside of bluefin tuna I have ever had in my life. That's like awesome. we we had a a lo another local boy on that on that trip helping us out and uh, we kicked we kicked him down some fish and he he took all the all the fish he took was yellow eye so he was like yeah man, I don't I don't want halibut I'm good on that but <laughs> delicious that's awesome I'm gonna have to look that up man I never heard of that that's pretty cool that is crazy so on the out of Alaska have you chased any other species besides the halibut and the, the yellow eye. Just the halibut, yellow eye, got the silver salmon, coho salmon, fished for kings, but uh, I didn't didn't get wasn't able to get on them. They're they're fickle, you know, like because like I said, like once they start getting into the fresh water, they stop eating. So you really have to get your bait or your lure like right in front of their face to piss them off, so where they they snap out of aggression, but. Keep casting lines. You never know, man. And the thing is, too, is out in Alaska when you're when you're fishing at that deep of depths, like you kind of have an idea of what's gonna bite, but you never know. There's so many species of rockfish out there. Like, uh, we're we're pulling up fish with six inch 
six inch spines on their back, just like razor sharp spines on their back and their fins. And those things will stab you easily. They could easily go through you. No problem. No problem. Wow. Yeah. Those things are built to survive. That's for dang sure. So we got this one too. What, what's the story here? Those are good old California yellowtail. Uh, those are, so those guys come up out of Mexico and we get, we get on them. We, I was on that trip was a father's day trip. I'm actually part of a Christian fishing club called Fibbers. And we do, we do several charters every year. And this year we had, they had the opportunity. They're like, Oh, do you want to go for bass? And you'll, we'll catch a lot of bass or we could, we can go and target the yellowtail. He's like, we might not get them, but, and it'll be a lot longer. We'll have less time to fish, but if we get on them, you know, we'll score. Everyone on the boat was instantly like yellowtail dude. Like we're not here for 14 inch fish dude so we went and uh sat by the island and we fished for probably six hours and we're not catching nothing and nothing and the the captain and the deckhands are like walk to this 12 12 30 mark dude so you get on that boat around six it took us two hours to uh it took us about two hours to get into into the to the zone to fish and um Dude, it was just super sick. Excuse me, boys. My camera's dying on me, dude. Um, there we go. Uh, but yeah, man, it's, it's too much. It's too much memory with all these uh, amazing pictures. Dude, okay. We're having fun. <laughs> so yeah, the, the got on those yellowtail at twelve thirty one o'clock mark, dude. These fish came boiling in, and they come in, in big old big old schools, and they're just boiling all around. And as soon as the captain pulls them up on the radar on the fish finder. He's like bait, 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 and you get the they get get these big nets, and they just scoop these baits, and they're chucking pounds of bait in the water, you know, to get keep those fish because the fish are constantly on the move, looking for food. But when they find that food, they'll stop and they'll they'll boil around and they'll munch, you know. So bait, 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 chucking baits. We're going out, and everyone usually they they're all biting on one side, so everybody migrates to, to that side of the boat, casting out. Boom, dude, I hook up instantly, man. And in my position, like being in a wheelchair, it's it's pretty tough, especially when there's other people on the boat, you know, like I'm constantly like, hey, heads up, coming through. And when you're fishing with that many people on a rail, on a boat, your your lines tangled galore, dude. It, it's a it's a cluster, man. But so you gotta go over, under, over, over, under, 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 over, you know, just now you're navigating fishing lines while you're fighting fish so it, it, there's a reason they call it battle fishing you know what i mean you're everyone everyone's out there for themselves you know and uh so we're going and yeah i'm fighting it fighting it and then one of the deckhands ends up coming over and grabs my grabs the back of my chair he's like focus on the fish i got you man i was like all right cool dude so we went and uh was fo focusing on the fish and just fighting it dude fighting fighting and super pumped ended up ended up getting them in they go and they grab the gap the thing we see color guy goes color color and another deckhand runs over grabs the gaff these gaffs are like 15 feet long because the from the deck of the boat down to the bottom of the water is probably eight feet it's, uh, six eight feet around there you know they're they're big boats they're 50 60 foot boats yeah so and then you got you got your railing and you're all you're up and down and just so just uh, super stoked, got him on board, and then my I ended up catching my I caught two, and then my dad caught two, 
it was just cool because my dad had never caught a fish of that caliber he was always catching like little bass and we go up to like high elevation trout where you're where you're catching those stalkers that are like 12 inch trout like you're cool you're stoked you're catching fish but you're like oh man you know like i want i want to stud yeah buddy get some uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you just totally effectively out. like threw <laughs> off on me and papa all in that one we got them out here too man hey they, it is what it is dude. we're out there to have fun and they, they're fun um, yeah but yeah man ended up catching pops caught his first fish and he, he was he's never used to like he's used you know he's used to those stalkers dude and these things are just they pull so hard you have to rest your rod on the railing or a lot of, uh, not so much the yellowtail, but when you get into the bigger fish, those fish will pull you over if you don't, if you don't lower yourself and rest that rod on the rail and use use the uh, the fulcrum of the of the rod against the rail to to give to give you some some benefit, you know, and uh, just super stoked. It was a super fun Father's Day trip, and yeah, we we fished five hours. Everyone caught a ton of fish, dude, and yeah, it was a sick trip. How many people are on that boat when you're doing that? That that boat? Oh man, um, that trip was probably it was it was a it was a short load, twenty. Huh. But yeah, when you're but still twenty twenty people and you're you're battle fishing, you know, and it's it's a pain in the butt, dude. But we had fun. Sounds intense, man. Yeah, it was a good time. A lot, lot different from uh, the squirrels and the birds by yourself out in Colorado. Yeah. Well, like I say, yeah, those fish are in a straight adrenaline rush. You know, the other – I like the other fishing personally better, but I, I think each have, they each have their place, you know. Yeah. No, that's yeah, awesome. for sure. You get out there, everyone on the boat, you have a couple of beers, everyone's all fired up and pumped up, and you're catching big fish of all the testosterone's flowing around, you know. Everyone's all stoked. And, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Cool. So Derek, I know you've, you've talked about some awesome fishing adventures and you kind of talked about, you know, your situation and stuff like that. And all I can keep thinking about is, you know, the stupid excuses that I can come up with sometimes like, you know, when, if I don't want to go fishing or, um, you know, for, for whatever it may be. And now, I mean, you're just, you're your living example of if you want to go do it, there's absolutely no excuse not to do it. That's get out, like, get it, get it awesome. done, man. There'll be, there's plenty of, there's pl plenty of excuses. I, I, there were several years in my life where I just made tons of excuses and moping and just felt bad for myself. But my life's over. I went from traveling the world, snowboarding, to being in a wheelchair. I was like, man, this sucks. I'm done. I give up. My life's over with. And eventually, you know, dig, you dig yourself into that hole. You got to dig yourself out, and that hole, that hole could easily suck you down and. And uh, it, it won't spit you out. You got to climb and crawl and fight your ass out of that, dude. So, but once once you get out of that, man, there's there's just a blessing on the other side. It, life is beautiful, and there's just so much to do it. Like, you can make excuses, you know. Like, I well, there's a lot of times where I there are situations I run into where I can't do it on my own, and I need I need some assistance from. I don't care. It's like, well, do I ask for assistance and I go and have a kick-ass time where I sit here and mope that I can't do something and let that opportunity fly by me? And it's like, I'd rather die rich in memories than rich in money, dude. So I'm like, 
So I'm just trying to, I mean, you know, like we, we need money. We need to work all that. Yeah. It's obvious, but you guys know what I'm saying to a degree. It's like, yeah, absolutely. You, you can, you can let life pass you by and be like, Oh, I don't want to be on my deathbed. And be like, Oh, I wish I would have done that. You know, oh, that would have been cool to do, you know, but now it's like, I have pictures and videos on now on my deathbed. I want people to be like, dude, remember when we did this? I'm like, oh, that was kick-ass, dude. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. What's what's killer, man, is, you know, when we've had these conversations in the past, it was like opening that one door and walking through it opens more doors, right? So sitting around doesn't get you where you want to go. And for you, it seems like every time you uh, take a shot at a new adventure, two or three pop up right after, right? Because of what you just did. And I think that's, you know, that's, that's the key to life, man. Like, and that's kind of what it sounds like you finally found is, dude, walk through the damn door. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Kit, you know, throw, throw the dice, dude. You never know what, you know, where it's going to fall, what number's going to fall, what's going to become of that. Like I went out fishing on a random Saturday with my friend for fish that we catch all the time. And I just so happened to catch a giant. Next thing I know, 10 days later, I'm pulling in 120 pound alaskan the halibut you know what i mean like you never know what opportunity god's gonna put in your life you know he works all things together for for good to those that love him and you just you put yourself out there like yeah god's gonna help you but you still gotta row the boat dude like you still gotta get out there and and paddle dude he's not just gonna put an engine on your boat out of nowhere it's not gonna fall out of the sky you gotta you gotta put some effort into it and some backbone and you know the hard hard work pays off dude in all aspects of life pretty awesome man and like even recently right some new cool stuff came your way i just saw your picture you sent it to me yesterday right you got that new badass track chair yeah buddy <laughs> dude i don't have that <laughs> you want to see that get over there on uh on th instagram right you got it up there yet did you put it oh, out or was sure it just did, yeah, yeah i got I all it. kinds of track chair porn up there now brother you know this dude my tinder profile is fire dude you should see that thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's pretty badass man oh, yeah, yeah it's cool it. dude i'm stoked i I'm, I'm i'm finally able to being gonna be able to get to some places where i haven't got to been able to get before you know what i mean like because like yeah you can have people help you but then there's times too where those people can't get you to certain certain areas dude just well remember when you hit me up coming to colorado and you're like hey man where can i head out and I was like, fuck this. I got to think this through, right? Now I'm seeing your track chair and I'm going, dude, you can go with me to my spot. That, that thing will get you there. We'll, we'll knock down some trees to get there, but we'll get there. We'll, we'll smash, dude. Yeah, I got a, I, I got a sawzall. We'll, we'll pack it and drop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. you, just, no said, excuses, man. No excuses. Just get some S straps and we'll strap it down to the back, dude. And we'll freaking we'll get it in. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> well, man, out of all of your, out of all the fishing adventures that you've you've done recently, or just any time in your lifetime, what's probably the what's the one that stands out the most? Uh, I gotta say this this bad boy sitting here behind me. I don't know if you guys can see it, but on the podcast, but uh, oh, I've been eyeballing that big lizard ever since we got on here. Yeah, dude, I gotta got a 12 foot alligator man um oh look at that yeah i think it was an absolute unit dude uh so we go out we're on a 14 foot center console out in florida 
we just smash smashing around and i'm out there with a guy's pretty popular on instagram his name's python cowboy he's down there yeah. yeah yeah shooting lizards iguanas catching alligators all kind of shit guy's an absolute badass cool country boy dude same age as me, dude. We hit it off right away, just shooting and shit, You're like having a good old time, you know, and throwing a couple back on the boat, right? So we get out there and we're just smashing out there and we get the we get the glass up, you know, we got your binos and we're looking over the area, looking over the area. And I, I'd never seen an alligator before, so I had no idea what to look for. Um, and I saw my first alligator and I was like, oh, that, there's one right there. There's an alligator. And I panned back over to where I was just looking. And dude, there was like thirty to forty alligators. I thought like I could have swore that was logs or like seaweed or moss, but no, they're little, they're lizards, and their eyes pop out. You know what I mean? And that sun hits off their eyeballs, and they're all glowing. It's super eerie. But we were we were get we got on them, man, and we we found we found this guy this this gator that I harvested, and out there, what what the way we did it is. They get a um, a raw chicken and they fill it with this like this white stuff. I'm not sure what the white stuff was called, but it makes that the chicken float. And they wrap they wrap rope around the chicken and then tie the chicken off to like 300 pound mono. And then it was then it was they tied a 300 pound mono to like five 600 pound braid. Like it was the joke. The setup was no joke. It was the same kind of bluefin setups that they use up in like Massachusetts and shit like that for those those thousand pound tunas, you know. So same exact setup. We go and then we drive. We drove the boat probably a hundred yards past the the gator that we had spot, and and then we go and you know that whole time when we're driving past, we got the bale open and we're we're just letting line out, letting line out. That chicken just staying still. We're letting line out, burning out, and then when we, then the deal was is it handed me the rod and it just bouncing it like I was fully jigging a chicken for an alligator on Lake Okeechobee, dude. Like I'm sitting there bouncing this chicken off the water, and the chicken, you know, like what attracts the alligator is the vibrations on the water. So that chicken splashing around on the water attracted that gator. Man, this thing turned on a dime and swam straight to it, didn't it? This thing swam probably like. 10 miles an hour, so it's like, it's like, my chick was gonna get smoked, bro. I was like, oh, this is sick, dude. Like, so we went, boom, he smashes it and then he holds it in his mouth. And like, with the alligators, they have this plate in their neck that, so when they eat, when they eat food, when they have, when they bite their food and they open their mouth to get it, the water doesn't go down into their esophagus and in, into their body cavity. So they have this plate, but then, so the alligator has to throw his head back like like you're in college taking a shot of whiskey. You know, you throw your head back and you smash it real quick. And alligator, same deal, dude, threw his head back. But when he throws his head back, that plate opens up. When that plate opens, I don't know if you guys heard that. My voice just cracked like I was 12. But anyway, <laughs> I'm excited. Dude, I'm talking about gators. reminds me of my first girlfriend. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so we're gonna- so we're going oh, and like, I know what story we're talking about next. Yeah, uh, where was I? Oh yeah, swallowing chickens. Um, um, yeah. Damn, I threw myself off. Um, so yeah, this, this this gill plate opens up, and the, and the gator throws it back, and the chicken goes down in its gut. So what the gator does is the gator will swim down to the or just like whatever it does. However, it gets to the bottom of the lake and it lays there, and it lets its body. Um, 
juices digest that food that it had just eaten or my chicken in this case and uh and we're sitting there and so when we throw once we know the thing went to the bottom we can tell it's out to the bottom i uh i hand hand the rod over to one of the deckies the deckhands and we go and we throw a trolling motor on and we just creep up creep up and we get right on top of that and since i don't have any ab control like i'm i'm paralyzed from the chest down i wasn't able to able to reel up my 12 foot alligator forgive me guys um uh so yeah then i i had to pass this over to the decky dude and the deck deck hand pulling it up pulling up but so since that chicken went down in its gut and that that plate goes they have a real hard time opening that plate up to regurgitate what their food is unless they get above water and throw their head back and it opens that plate up and then they're able to spit it out. Well, you, you fight them in, in a certain way to where they can't get that head motion in. So we get right on top of it and we get this gator up to the very top and he gets his head right up top of the water and they handed me a bow and I went, I, it was a, cross, a crossbow. And I went and I, and I shot this gator. So what you're supposed to do, you're supposed to shoot him right behind the eyeballs. And there's like a small softball size area for the brain. And you're supposed to hit that brain so the gator doesn't freak out and flip out and start thrashing. You want a quick instant kill as we do with every animal. Um, but I missed, dude. And the, the arrow with a big old broadhead went through one cheek and out the other cheek. And this gator did not like it, bro. He was pissed, dude. <laughs> he was just flashing his tail, was bashing up against the boat, and like, so I don't know, like, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the center console boats, but in the very front of the boat, there's like an elevated part where, like, you know, you go bass fish and you fish off the front of your boat. It's, there's an elevated part right there. Well, they had put me up on that part, and my dad's down in the bottom of the boat, in the hole of the boat, holding onto the back of my chair. So when this gator starts thrashing the boat, dude, hitting the boat, we're, we're rocking and rolling. The only thing my dad has to hold on to is me in my wheelchair. And the only thing that's holding me up is my dad. Like, all the deckhands, like, everyone's holding on to some part of the boat. But me and my dad are literally sitting there like, oh, shit, don't drop me in the water with a, a pissed-off alligator. That's the last thing I want, dude. But if I was going to go out, dude, that'd be a badass story. But anyway. <laughs> um, so we go and get we get the we throw the trolling motor on there and rotate rotate the boat a little bit and they handed me a harpoon it was like an eight foot harpoon with a, a big old uh steel broadhead on the tip of it and boom i chuck i chuck they handed me the harpoon and and I, at this point dude i was so full of like adrenaline dude like i look back on it now and i'm like rolling my eyes at myself but when I threw that harpoon, I totally felt like a caveman. I, I yelled, dude, like, ah! and I chucked this harpoon in. Boom! I, I hit it in the back of the head, but I guess I must have just missed it slightly. I don't know, because that gator still had a little bit of fight in him. And he, he, he did its thrashing thing. He was pissed, but then they handed me what's called a bang stick. It's like a six-foot metal rod with a um, – some of them have shotgun shells in the end, but this one had a three fifty seven Magnum round at the very tip. And they handed me that, and then boom! I and you just basically just jab it in the back, in that sweet spot, in the brain spot, in the back of the head, and it goes, pop, dude! And that bullet goes off, and uh, that, yeah. that was it for the gator. He 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 rolled he rolled belly up, and they went and pulled him pulled him close to the boat with a rope. Got they grabbed his mouth, 
wrapped his mouth shut with the electric tape, you know, because you don't want that business in getting the last bite, dude. So, yeah, it was freaking sick, dude. The thing was almost as long as the boat. The boat was like 14 foot. That gator is 12 foot, dude. And it was on the boat, man. It was it was, it was the most intense. So this it all happened from when we saw the saw the gator and dropped the chicken in the water to where we had the gator on the boat was probably 15 minutes. But that whole adrenaline spot where I shot it with the bow and the harpoon and the bang stick, that was all within like three minutes, but it felt like an eternity, man. But it was uh, it was sick. It was the most adrenaline-filled hunt I've ever had in my life. Hunt, fish, whatever you want to call it. I, I consider it both. But. Dude, we're only like 10 episodes in, but you might hold the uh, number one spot on the stories for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I I can shoot a spike, man. But if if I got a cool cool story about a spike trying to gore me, dude, like that's what I live for, man. The stories are what's what you remember. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Yes, this is cool fucking story I ever heard. <laughs> like, period. Yeah, it was it was insane, dude. It was intense, and yeah, we uh, you know, the only parts of that that alligator that we were that we kept were the cheeks and the tail. Everything else is like rock hard rubber like those things are built as just they're dinosaurs you know they're built missiles they're freshwater missiles they're out there to kill and so yeah we just kept the the cheeks and the tail and uh brought a bunch of meat home and it is absolutely delicious man i, I love i love everybody awesome. yeah. is very good yeah it is all about it <sighs> Well, man, that's, I don't think I'll ever have a story to top that one. No, nobody does. Oh, man. It's still as fun, man. Memories. Wait, wait, wait that's till you guys get about. him offline and ask him about his bear story. How old, how old are you again, man? Me? Yeah. 35? Yeah, man. The next 10, 10, 15 years ought to be exciting if you've already got these kind of stories. Oh shit! Well, am I gonna die at fifty? Is that everything? No, I mean you'll just get a little tired. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you do die, right, it's gonna be a great story, like we discussed. Oh, like, you know something I don't know, bro? Like, should I say I've gone all So, is there a is there a specific trip or like a a fish species that you've got your eye on that you want to go after in the in the near future? Man, so out here in Southern California, we have those giant mako sharks. And they're the ones where their teeth look like barbed wire. You know, they're all just like jagged everywhere, gnarly. But you can bow fish them out here. Um, you, can oh, catch, yeah. you, catch them, you catch them on a rod and reel. And you, you, bring, it, you bring it in close. And then you... You don't catch it on a rod and reel, but no, you you bait, you chum, you chum them in, and you have a certain setup that chums it. But it brings the shark close to the boat, and then from there you can shoot it with a bow. And uh, and we Jeez. have some absolute gargantuan mako sharks, like thousand pound makos, dude. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'll I'll, sh I'll shoot a hundred pound mako shark, dude. But I just I just want to do stuff that people are like, oh, a guy in a wheelchair would never be able to pull that off you know what i mean or like have some seed of doubt in their mind so i was just like i like telling people stories and they're like really like even in your wheelchair i'm like 
yeah, dude, like, you can, you can, you know, we've already gone over it. You can bullshit all you want, dude, or you can go out there and freaking at least try. Even if you fail and you screw up, you know what I mean? You, you try, dude, and you can't. It's either the there's the whole saying with the man in the arena, you know. I'd rather be the man in the arena than the man in the stands, wishing he was in the arena. So, hundred percent. Yeah, all day. Yeah, well, well, well. Whenever you, whenever you bowfish a mako shark, we got to have you back on. I got to hear that yeah. story. Oh, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. I got. I'm saving saving up a little penny right now to to do just that. So, so. Where, where's, where's your GoFundMe page, dude? I'll throw some money at that. No kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that's bad. I'm not a big GoFundMe guy, dude. <laughs> I'd, ra- I'd rather work. I'd rather work my work my butt off, dude, and you know, get some calluses on my hand and earn Hell it. Yeah, earn it. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Incredible. Um, yeah, it's well, man, man. I have. Uh, I can fucking sit here stories all night long, like just, just like. Not just the stories, but just your attitude along with all of it, you know, and the way you tell the stories. And, and, uh, <laughs> I, I've got nothing. And usually I've always got something. Uh, it's just, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not fucking speechless. Awesome. Good job. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. That's a first. <laughs> they're, they're a lot, they're a lot of fun. Yeah. I don't know if you guys ever have a chance, but go over to the, those other guys, you know, the hunt and lift eat guys, those guys. If you ever listen to their podcast I did with them, I tell my bear story, dude, and that's an insane story. Justin knows about that one, dude. I, yeah, I lost a, yeah. a couple of years of my life on that one for sure. Yeah, I, I remember hearing that one on the uh, on their on their podcast, and that's that's something. Yeah, just memories. That's just something you know. I, you wouldn't be able to have those kind of experiences sitting on the couch, dude. Wow, absolutely. So, so while we're on, people go find you over here. T8 underscore outdoorsman on Instagram. Where else can they follow this stuff, man? Because it seems like Instagram's your number one spot. Yeah, I, I usually make do most of the, the posts and media on Instagram, but I just opened up a, uh, a YouTube account. I probably got 15, 15 videos up there now, and it's just my little adventures, dude. Just a dude in a wheelchair out there hunting deer fishing shooting iguanas catching sharks hunting bears just doing doing stuff any able-bodied person would do but i'm in a wheelchair and hopefully it just it it help some people in wheelchairs see it or some people with other disabilities see it and just finally had it enough and finally stop making excuses get out there and just do something with like get out the freaking door dude man it, it goes well beyond those guys like, uh, I, I can speak for it every time I get to talk to you, man. Uh, it makes me want to nut up a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? So, goes well beyond that. Right on, brother. I appreciate yeah. you. Well, before we close out, I think Justin's got one more picture I know of that we, we discussed uh, a little bit beforehand. I want to throw it up and uh, kind of have a caption this moment. You know which one? I'm... There it is. There it is. <laughs> all those adventures and then this is what we're going to end with really <laughs> this is probably one of my most memorable stories I was at that moment I was like I think I ate too many mushrooms so, <laughs> and that's why that we're ending on this one is that the wind or those trees what the hell is going on over there <laughs> no it was, it was it was cool man I just 
I get into certain spots on these high elevation freshwater streams and coming where I'm from in like the, the city, I guess you call it a city, the city. And I just get into some of these super scenic spots and not a soul around me. And it's just quiet. Dude. I, I zonk out, dude. I don't even pay attention to my rod in the water, dude. I just listen to the, the, the stream and my, my ears and the, you know, the wind, the wind blowing through the trees, the fresh air, the, the scenery, the colors. And I just, I zone out, dude, and I, I get in my head, and I just start, I, I say a lot of prayers, just I thank God, you know, for being being able to just be in those kind of situations and be in those places, dude, and it's like, I, I enjoy life more in the silence outside than I do having the best time of my life indoors, dude, you know, like, I just, I like getting lost, dude, and being in a wheelchair, too, is like, we are stuck to a lot of spots that we can't go to we can't hike to certain spots you know what i mean it's just it's not feasible dude it, i mean you could do it it would take you probably the hours to get there and if it not if it's as the crow flies if you're going uphill there's no question it's not going to happen dude unless you have some friends to help you and that that spot right there i i usually go up to the to the local mountains we got up here and uh I'll go with a couple buddies and we'll, we'll get lost for a week and we'll just go up there and, and, and fish dude and just enjoy it. But yeah, that was, that was me just staring off into, into the woods, man, just enjoying the sounds and the, the sights and the smells and all the senses tingling. I was stoked. Oh man, I, I could speak to that as well, man. There's a, a whole lot of healing and uh good soul food out there, man. Right. Just peaceful. Yeah. Hell that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, I think that's a that's definitely a good a good point to to end on, right? You know, there's all these awesome adventures, but at the end of the day, it's one thing we all have in common is you know our escape into to the water. You know, to go chase these little little critters that we like so much. But uh, yeah, Derek, man, this has been awesome. Definitely want to have you on again because I think you're just going to keep keep building up a. A catalog of stories that are that our our listeners are going to really enjoy but uh thank you for what you do you know you, it's inspiring and motivating to all of us and i, I know it's going to be for everybody that listens to this so to all the listeners out there make sure you head over to head over to instagram and youtube uh, look up t8 underscore underscore outdoorsman and um you know follow along on these adventures and uh you know get get some ideas i know like i have for some you know, for some trips that maybe I didn't know I wanted to do, but now I do. <laughs> but, Let's uh, go. Let's do it. You know, well, man, boys, it's been fun. Can't wait to do it again. To all our listeners out there, you know, thank you for tuning in to this week's episode. And, um, but in the meantime, till we can do it again, y'all make sure to keep them lines wet and we'll catch you on the next cast. See you. <laughs>